G'day, this is Tim Webster, former host of Sports Tonight and various other misdemeanors. Here we go with Ox and Marco, and all I've got to say is... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Good everybody, welcome to the program. Mark Allen here, and of course David Schwartz, the Ox. Nice to see you. G'day, Marco. We are. Where are we filming from today, or where are we? We're recording? filming. We're not filming much today. Uh, we are recording <laughs> from the Couple of Blokes, Couple of Beers Studio headquarters. It's only just been built, and um, <laughs> that's how well we're going. Yeah, we're going all right. <laughs> hey, uh, just a, just a quick one. Yeah, got some petrol uh, yesterday. Yeah, that's standard. The, which is which is okay. Yeah. But I saw something I hadn't seen in a long while. There's what? a bloke who served me who had two front teeth that were pure gold. You're joking. Gold teeth. So have you, seen, have you seen gold teeth lately? No, but I was going to ask, did you talk to him about it? Because I'm suggesting those two gold teeth were put in back in the 1970s. No, he's only a young fella. He would have only been 30. A 30-year-old yep. with two gold yep. teeth? You know what, I like him. It wasn't like, like a grill, was it? He wasn't wearing a grill. Just two gold teeth, no, two gold teeth at the front. <laughs> Can you remember when that grill yeah, face yeah, came yeah, out? Yeah, I do. And there were blokes yeah. wearing grills. Yeah, <laughs> you know the funny thing. It, I, I don't know when it took off, but the gold teeth that was before porcelain or you know the the dentix or the dental yeah. work is so good now. Because yeah. you're going to get white pearly ones, aren't you? Yeah. You only get gold teeth if you want to make a statement. Yeah, yeah. I reckon if you're a head, uh, not a headbanger. I'm a gangbanger. Yeah. If you're in a gang, yeah. I reckon gold teeth work really well. Yeah. Or if your old man's a jeweller or your old man's a yeah. really wealthy dentist. Have you ever oh, – there's no reason why you'd ever do this. I don't know what I was going to say. No, have, you me, ever, have you ever Googled crazy mouth guards? No. no. Well, nor have I, but I'm saying <laughs> right. But I've thought somehow it's just, it's just come back to me thinking about the grills because, yeah, when you put yeah. – when you see these crazies with a grill in there and, you know, well, they used to look like it was ridiculous, I saw – this slideshow of mouth guards, and in America they put messages on them, uh, you know, in gridiron, in, yeah. their, in, in their footy, college like, football and like stuff. Like killer or, or... I'm going to kill you. Stuff like as that. As a message. As, as a message. Teeth. Yeah. So you can imagine two years and off, an offensive lineman and an offensive lineman facing off against each other, and then one goes with a big cheesy grid that says, <laughs> I kill you. I well, kill you, yeah. <laughs> pretty like good. Have you seen them all? You... I've, I've seen a couple of them, yeah. Google away. But when Google away. It's when hilarious. I was, when I was speaking to him, it was actually like... <laughs> It was actually like, what have we found one, have we? Did you find one that quick? How good are you on Google? Yeah, he's good. Like, he's good like this one and it's the shape of a dummy, like a, oh, a yeah, baby. Yeah, a baby. It's like a baby. He's got the dummy. That's good. <laughs> but when you're speaking to someone with gold teeth, it looks like they've been eating, you know, one of those, not white, not like a peppermint crisp. Uh, uh, a custard almost. No, no. It's like a gold, it's like gold paper. That's oh, like a chocolate coin or something. Yes, got, like got, a chocolate coin. <laughs> they've got chocolate. <laughs> and Phil looks like, mate, clean your teeth. Gold is done, in it? Was he proud of him? Was he just smiling from ear to ear? Mate, he was like Bucky Beaver. He, he? Loved, <laughs> he loved it. He loved it. He was proud as punch. <laughs> Whatever happened to Bucky Beaver? For I don't know what happened to Bucky. I think Bucky, Bucky Beaver, I mean, as a kid, I remember, he saying, he got I remember saying Bucky Beaver... An awful lot yeah. when I was a child. I was either a bully or I really no, liked no. the cartoon. No, but show. have a what think about other? it. You never saw a beaver with good teeth. That's a good point. Every beaver had bucky teeth because they're, they're <laughs> gnawing on wood. So you've got to have bucky teeth. While we're on this, yep. this is one of the great evolutionary stories and I want your mind because I know you're across this sort of yep. stuff, yep. okay? So beavers. I love them. 
They love to build dams. Yeah, I know they do. And that's one of the reasons you love beef. Yeah, of course they do. It's probably the only reason. One of the right? great, great builders of all time. They love building dams. And they do it as a team. That's right. But do you know this? A beaver can build a dam within two months of being on this planet. What? So how do they learn that skill? Well, young beavers. Young beavers Baby are beavers. great at building. So how does that work? Now, that is... A million years of evolution. And when they pop out, it is inbuilt. It's like when you get a new comp- a new Apple iPhone. It's just in there ready to go. You don't have to put anything in. in fact, that baby beaver can build a dam almost straight away. That is unbelievable. It's amazing. But how, how does, how does it's, I always think, how does a even a zebra know that yeah. when he's born or she's born that she's got to stand up straight away? Within 10 seconds. Yeah, that's right. Of being born. How do they know that? I don't know. I don't know that at all. Tell me this. You just learn to fly and you're flying from Melbourne to Sydney. Yep. How do the birds know when to turn? You know when they go in a flock? Yeah. And they make those crazy patterns? How the hell do they know to do that? Melbourne to Sydney, the bird? Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, they do it, they do it. Mainly swans. Um, (laughs) They're going up to... It's a good point you bring up. This is some of the stuff that is inserted into their tiny little brains. We've got a big brain. Yeah. They've got a minuscule, tiny little brain, like a beaver brain. Okay. It would have to be the size of a jelly bean All or, right. a, or so a Smarty or okay. something. So, so and they already know. We've got big brains, yeah? Big. Well, huge. Okay, when we're born, it takes us a year to stop sucking our thumb and wetting our pants. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, that's all that we can do. <laughs> like, how bad are we? Like, it's, it's crazy. Oh, it is. It's amazing. It There's is crazy. Just, just the way evolution is incredible. They reckon we've been around for 40,000 years. Birds, for instance, they've been around for a million years. A, what, a billion. A million years. Billions of years. And it's just inserted. So in a million years from now, if we have the same ability as beavers and birds and anything else, what will we know to do? Straight away, do you reckon? Uh, Parallel park? Search the web. <laughs> search the web. <laughs> I don't know. Search the web. No, what will happen? If no, we... because it's all to do with it's all to do with survival. Yeah. So if just say just say we lived in a land of gangbangers. Right. You know, yeah. and, and, and it's, war. Everyone, it's war. It's war every day. I think when you come out, you just got to learn to hide, or you got to learn to. No, use some nunchucks. You just come out. There'd be little two-year-olds going woo. <laughs> Things going all over well, the place. When it comes to evolution, I think we've still got a fair way to go. I reckon we got a million miles to go. Because is it true or not that we only use ten percent of our brain or twenty percent of our brain? Is that a fact? Well, or most not? of the people, most of the people I hang out with use less. <laughs> I'll be I'll be honest with you. I'll be absolutely clearly honest with you. And we all know people like that. Yeah, we do. Mm. Okay, let's let's keep moving, all right? Because otherwise, we'll be bogged down for the rest. We'll, we'll come back to evolution along the way. <laughs> there'll be some more evolution <laughs> stuff. Right. Um, can we still be friends? It's a big part of what we're doing at the moment. I don't know. We're on a bit of a roll. Okay. So I, I notice things. You know, I'm driving around. I'm driving very, you are very, very observant. I'm driving past uh, Parliament House. Massive protest. A massive protest. God knows what it was. I don't know. I didn't even read. I know they've just been really annoying. Now, I want to ask you, okay? I want to ask you this. If you saw Trish and I on the TV, if you saw us on the telly and we had a little placard and we were walking around <laughs> in circles, <laughs> singing, you know, chanting something, yep. what do we want? 
Want it now. Clean streets. When do we want it? <laughs> now. All right. Yep. If you saw Trish and I did all the streets, whatever it might be, what do we want? No graffiti. When do we want it? Now. now. All right. If, if Trish and I were doing that, you caught us on the telly or you <laughs> drove by. <laughs> you reckon we could still be friends? Yeah, it depends what you're protesting, right? Now, if you're no, 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 just question, question 1A. No. Do you reckon protesters have got many friends? No. I don't think they do. Only, with, the, only with each other. <laughs> yeah, I think the, if you're a protester... The only people you are friends with are other protesters. Other protesters yeah, or it. other causes. <laughs> Have you ever felt yeah. compelled, that compelled with an issue to go and protest? No. No, you've got to be passionate. But you've got to be passionate or you've got to be crazy. Passionate and or crazy. And there's nothing wrong with craziness. Yeah. But it, never, ever. No. Never, ever would I go. I'd, I'd, and I probably should get more... Invested personally yeah. in issues. Can I give you a question just to test you out? Because I reckon you'll come to it straight away. There's been a lot of protesting on this planet. Yes. There is one person that we all saw who is possibly the most famous protester that's ever been. And once he did this one particular protest, no one ever saw him again. Do you know who I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. And I've been there. Tenement Square. You know, how about that little guy? What a gutsy little character. To stand in front of those tanks. Yep. He's the most famous protester in the history of the world, and no one even knows his name. No. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Is he, is he dead? Yeah, he's dead. Is he? Yeah, he's, well, no one ever saw him again. Okay. Unless he's in a, you know, so some answer, kind of jail so somewhere. To, oh, in a jail. <laughs> so, so to answer your question, <laughs> no, you, we can't be friends if you're a protester. Yeah, good, good. But if you're protesting about graffiti, yeah, yeah this is my number one okay. hate. You know this. Right-o. That is my number one hate yeah, I know. in society. Can you please tell the story of when you caught a kid graffitiing your fence? Oh, oh no. Tell this story. It's a must, folks. Um, buckle yourselves in. Well, this was a long time ago and this is 1994. It was a different 1995. time. It was a different time when things could be done differently. Kids, kids were spraying fences at will and my street was parallel to a train line. And you, how proud of you of this house? It was one of the first things you ever yeah, bought in your life. My You're first big proud. asset. My first big asset. I've got a big, long brick fence. My house is beautiful. I live with two other footballers. They boarded with me, yeah. um, Damien Gasper and Alastair Nicholson. And every every Saturday, Sunday during footy season, we'd, we'd, if we weren't out, we'd sit home and watch TV, put a movie on, and, and it was just so beautiful. Wholesome. beautiful. What a, what a beautiful. wholesome So we're sitting, there watch, we're sitting there watching, um, <laughs> I think it was Miss Congeniality. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So you know I like Sandra Bullock. Anyway, so, so um, we're sitting there watching it, and I hear, psh, psh, psh. I said, the boys, what's that? Anyway, we sneak out, we sneak outside, yeah, yeah. and I see these two kids tagging my fence. And I had two, ac- two access points, one around the front, one around the back. <laughs> oh, mate. And they've got backpacks, and they're spraying my fence. And, and, and here, stop. How fit and strong were you at this point in your life? I, this, is, this is the middle of February. We've just done a full pre-season. I've got muscles on muscles. I'm yeah. running 10 Ks yeah. in 37 minutes. Like, you're I'm, you're I'm going fine. to sleep with a Superman uh, cape on. Fair dinkum. You what? I, I am. This is as good as I'm ever going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I thought, I said, to, I, said, you, I said, Gassy, go around that way and I'll go around this way. Anyway, so we went outside and my dog barked and as it barked, 
all of a sudden these kids, Whoosh. two kids, one went left, one went right, and I chased the one on the right. Uh-huh. Now I'm fit. I've given him about a 40-metre head start. And this little kid, <laughs> 16, 18-year-old, I don't know how old he was, he took off. All right, so we're going up Fordham Avenue in, in Q. He gets to the first house over the fence. Then he jumps over the back fence, then over the side fence. Oh, this and I'm, is good. And I'm two fences behind him. Finally finally get closer to him and I'm hurdling these fences. Like I'm <laughs> the cape's out. Yeah. I'm over the top. I'm in, my, I'm, in my, I'm in my boxer shorts and that's all. I hurdle the next fence and I get him right beside the house. He just got over the front, boom, yeah. I got him on the nature strip. And I tackle him and I bring him to the ground. I pour, this poor kid, this poor, I crushed him. No, like, him oh, don't call Go him on. a poor kid. He deserves everything right. he gets. Right. He deserves He's it got all. a backpack on, you know right? So I get him down and I've got my elbow on his chest. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> you threw my friends. I'm sorry. I said, you'll be all right, sorry in a minute. And I've got my hand on his throat. And I opened up. I said, what's in this backpack? And I opened up and he's got spray cans. And it was mainly grey and green, uh, silver and green. I said, buggy ya. No, enough's <laughs> is enough. You've, ta- you've been tagging. So I bring out two spray cans and I sprayed every hole in his body. <laughs> <laughs> Up his nose? Nose, ears, mouth, eyes, green and green and silver. Hair, and I unloaded the two cans on him. I say right? well done. No, no, no. I and say I, good I've still, still, still got the elbow on it. I said, you come to my house again and you are I'm dead. That is that is it. My house never got sprayed again. My, it was never, ever touched, but it was the greatest therapy if ever you oh. catch someone spray painting your fence, just do that. You've just it made me just feel beautiful. so good. No, 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 don't do that because, like, back in 1994, you get away with it. Today, you probably spend some time in jail. Why are we going these days? You'd be in trouble. So, that kid, that kid, would take you to court, so, yeah. and you'd have to pay him hundred thousand yeah. bucks. These so days. now I feel, re- I feel really good, and I, and it was oh, one of the great days of my life. I Very say nice. well done. Nice. I say well done. Yeah. yeah. Let's go, girls. These people want to put one of their agents. In the pageant. Do you have an agent in mind? Uh, now, I've, I've been thinking the miscongeniality stuff, mate. <laughs> I mean, come on, there's three footballers. Three footballers at home watching miscongeniality. Well, well actually, actually, it might, it might have been Pretty Woman. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. oh my God. No, because miscongeniality were watching in Bali the night the bomb went off. Oh, hang on. So we didn't, we didn't, and and we always hang we on. Were, was miscongeniality in Bali? Was that uh, some kind of a no, pop-up no, uh, so movie what, to get out and about? No, no. So what we done? <laughs> so, 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 quick story. We're in Bali in two thousand and two. Yeah, and well, then this is a somber story. So, no, yeah. it's a kind of a somber story, but it's also a thankful story because we we'd been having a drinking session that afternoon, yeah. and we're going home at one o'clock in the morning. So we're always going to have a drink and just you know relax until um, in 10. 10, 10 o'clock. But there was there was about twelve. Blokes that were staying on, and they were going to go out to the nightclubs. And right. we always went to the Sari Club, which which obviously got blown up. Right. So we decided to have a drink as a group, and we played a game. I've never. So you get. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever played. I've never. You stand up and say, yeah. oh, I've never been to France. If you ever have a drink, you have a drink. You have a drink. So anyway, so that game finished at about seven thirty. And miscongeniality came on, <laughs> and the boys were going to go out to the Sari Club because we used to get there at eight o'clock at night. And they decided, now nah, we'll watch the end of miscongeniality. Oh, don't tell me this show saved your life. Well, it didn't save mine because we were jumping on a bus, but there was 12 blokes. There was Brad Miller and Stephen Armstrong and Stephen Phoebe and blah, 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 and all these guys that decided to hang around until 10 o'clock to watch the end of Miss Congeniality before they you left. You are so, joking. So they watched the end of Miss Congeniality and they started walking to the Sari Club and they got 
200 metres to the Sari Club and it goes up and then and then their role was to basically pick up bodies. That was their role. Oh, so, my so we, God. So we look back at that and Miss Congeniality could have saved, saved. saved the lives of wow. at well, least three or four of my, our teammates. Just incredible. So Sandra Bullock to me is a hero. Is a god. Is a hero <laughs> and a god. And it, whenever I say Miss Congeniality, people yeah. laugh. But there's a hidden message behind it. So what movie were you watching before I think it was Pretty Woman. (laughs) (laughs) I think we like the soft movies. Do you like Pretty Woman? How good's that? Pretty Woman's one of the greatest movies of all time. Of all time. And can I tell you this? I can tell you this. Yes. She wore a number of outfits in that movie. The brown spotted dress. The brown dress when she went to the polo. Unbelievable. Was the most gorgeous dress Dress and outfit ever. And very appropriate for the polo. Of course it was. Until she went, woo, woo, (laughs) woo, woo. (laughs) What a movie. Don't worry about the long boots. Don't worry about the outfits she was wearing on the streets, you know, when she was a hooker. Hooker. The brown no, there's dress anything the wrong with that. She was, was just trying to make a living. Just magnificent. Yeah, amazing. What other skeletons you got in your movie bank here? What else? I mean, Miss um, Congeniality and Pretty Woman. Yep. They're not masculine movies. No. I'll put it that way. They're, they're, they're not movies that me and my mates, who I played footy with, for instance, <laughs> would watch an awful lot. No. So no. I'm, I'm, I need to explore this. What uh, else you got up your sleeve? Um, so, were you a Top Gun fan? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Top Gun was a... Yeah. I got a, well, that was, that I got was, a need for speed. Well, that was really the first tongue kiss in a movie. What? Yeah, the real first... Remember the close-up of Kelly McGuinness and Tom Cruise, that real tongue kiss? You're telling me that was one of the first... Tongue kisses, real tongue kisses, other than the Blue movies, other than, yeah. you know, Debbie and... I'm trying to think. What, what, what year that was, did that movie that, come out? Well, early. 1980 something? Yeah, it would have been 80s. So you're telling me there haven't been any other big pashes... Not close-ups like that. On the silver like screen. Not close-ups like that. It was regarded as one of the great close-ups. Right. So the new one... The new yeah. Top Gun, Maverick, Maverick, Top Gun, yeah, yeah, close to the best sequel I've ever seen in my life. Un- have you seen it? Yeah, and I loved it, and my kids loved it. Unbelievable, unbelievable sequel. Yeah, and it's just cheesy American flag flapping in the background Love style movie. Love it, but it's so good it's you couldn't turn away. You came out of that. You came out of that movie feeling good about yourself. Eighty six, the original Top Gun. 86. Yep. So what's that, 14 and... So so tell me this. 36 years later. Remember the scene in that original Top Gun where they started singing that song, uh, you know, and and they'd sing... I get that love and feel it, When I was in America, that became a craze. And you have these idiots in a pub. Just singing. Idiots, like full-on dills. They'd go up to a pretty girl and they would start doing oh, it. Oh, come on. And in America, it caught on, right? Really? So you would have two blokes would go up to a glamour. Serenade a glamour. And start it off. And I promise you, by the end of the song, the whole joint was singing it. It was one of the most amazing phenomenons in America at the time. If you can get that to happen, if you can get the whole bar to join in, you're a guaranteed oh, lock. You college, lock it in. At college in America, that was a thing. You lock it in. It was just enormous. And, yeah, and then the whole joint would go clap. It was incredible to watch. To what? Well, it looked like I was working the me. Did you get – did you – No. Go. I would never do that. I, I would never do it the million See, years. See, if, if you could sing, if you could sing, oh. if you could sing – there's no way you couldn't pick up chicks. If you could sing, if you, if the, the, if you could sing, 
and you wanted to meet women, you'd go to a karaoke bar every single night of the week yep. and you'd be away. Or you go to a piano bar and just start playing the piano or the guitar, <laughs> away you go. You could not miss. Like, but I can't sing. I've seen you drunk. Oh, you're drunk. And in drunk. front of a karaoke yeah, yeah, microphone. Yeah. What's your go. go-to? Well, a woomera, a woomera. <laughs> 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 I tried that. It's the hardest song yeah. ever. I'm jigging that again. It's one that if you saw the ball bouncing along the oh, top of the words. you're half a chance. You're half a chance. No, the karaoke song. Do you know what mine is? What is it? U.S. forces give a dollar. Because you don't really? have to be able to good. You don't, you don't have to sing. Good. You can just growl it out. Who's that? Midnight, midnight, midnight all. all your country. Midnight all. You're good. You can just do but it. But no one in America would have no. known that song. No, I've only done it here when I'm blind. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You're having a couple of beers with a couple of blokes. This is Ox and Marco. And when you get a sec, we'd love you to subscribe and rate the podcast. For this now, what I'm proposing next, I need a beer for, because I want to bring okay. down the cone of silence. Okay, done. Done. Right. I think we need the cone of silence. A couple of beers, please. All right. All right. A couple, couple of heavy ones. All right. Now, if we're talking about picking up women, I need to know. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i give you my best, my little trick that oh, I used really, to do when I was a really, kid. Really, really. But I want your best too. Now, I don't reckon you would have needed, because you were an AFL footballer on, and we, somebody was on telly every week, so I can't imagine you had any kind of tricks. You just on. turn up and you were away. You were, you were living in Lubbock, Texas, <laughs> as an Australian with an Australian accent, <laughs> living with the quarterback of the yeah. Texas. Yes. Yeah. Don't tell me you didn't need help. <laughs> no, 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 and, this, and, and you look like... Now, you look like Tom Cruise with colour. But I needed something. <laughs> like, when, seriously. No, I agree with you. But when I got back to Australia and I was just, you know, Joe Blow, I still needed a trick. And I, yeah. So, all right, I'll, I'll go right. first. Hang right. on. Are we in the cone of silence? Bring it down. Yeah. Or yeah. well, yeah. 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 bring, bring the double cone of silence yeah. if you don't double. mind. Double. Right. Now, this is to be shared with nobody. No, this is nobody. This is us. So, I've, so I've ever got to talking to a girl, you know, you buy them a drink and, you know, at the start you think you got a little bit of momentum. Yep. Well, if that momentum just dropped off a fraction, yep. And I'm thinking I was, you know, I was getting desperate. Yeah. Then I would just go into the old faithful. What was the old faithful? So I'd, my name was Mark Allen. Yes. And then 
I would tell them that I was the heir to the Alan Slolly Empire. Fortune. <laughs> Snakes alone. Snakes, Snakes alone. alone. Snakes alone. <laughs> Strawberry cream. So I would somehow weave that is as a 21-year-old oh. that I was the heir of that empire. That Alan is, Lollies. That is so good. And it and, worked it worked quite off it, it it worked a lot. Well done. Yeah, it was good. That is so is it, it the same good. spelling? Yeah, A double L E N. Yeah, yeah. Alan's Lollies. Unfortunately, I could never see that girl ever again. It was a one it was a one nighter. You're an AFL footballer, everyone knows your face, you're on the footy show every second week. No, but you know what girls say. What? I don't sleep with footballers. Oh, yeah, I, right. I don't like footballers. That's right. That's and right. as soon as that happened, you knew you were a chance. But, <laughs> but, that, but that's another story. That's another story. Now, my, my trick was, and you because in, in, back in the 90s and that, yeah, yeah, you yeah. never go by yourself. In fact, it's creepy if you go by yourself. That's true. So you always go with mates. That's right. All right. The only thing I had going for me, <laughs> other than playing footy, was I had this memory. And I, you know what I'm like with names yeah, and good. numbers. I can remember names and numbers like, actually the ridiculously. Yeah. And if I haven't met a girl before, um, I make sure <laughs> make sure that one of my mates speaks to her first. If I'm keen and just gets a little bit of, a little bit of reconnaissance. So you'd, you'd send out the search party. Search party, right. So you send it out. So just say I come out with you, Mark, yeah. and I saw this girl over there that I really liked. I, just, I would get you to go over and introduce yourself yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Tell now, us the Eddie Allen's lolly Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you missed out, then I'd, then I'd wander in. But you've already come back and right. told me her name yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Right. So I'd walk up and go, hello, Michelle, how are you? Ah. And she's going... How do you know? Yes. No, we, 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 we met about six months ago. That is genius. So she thinks that I've taken such a liking to her six months ago. You remembered her name. I remembered her name, even though I didn't. Now, it's not like today because my son tells me today that what they do is that once they find out the girl's name, they go straight onto Instagram, straight onto Facebook, and they look up who it is to make sure that they're legitimate and to make sure that none of their friends have hooked up with her before to make sure that she's clear to go for. You know the genius in what you're doing here, don't you? So you go up to them and you know their name. Yeah. So you know what they're thinking? God, I must have been blunt, drunk, drunk when I met this <laughs> one. Oh, right? And he remembers I must have me. been blind. <laughs> so you've got them feeling a little bit guilty yeah. and then you come in soothed with the soothing tone. That's it. Their guilt, your soothing tone, and, you know their name. And if my reconnaissance man is any good, at, any good at his job, he also finds out a little bit of information. Oh. A little bit of information. That is Where do you live? Bay- Bayswater. Oh, Michelle, you're from Bayswater, aren't you? Straight away. Oh, Straight away. so good. Key information. Memory. Memory in a nightclub. Oh, when you've had a couple is crucial. Cone of silence. Would you reciprocate? Go with the for your mates? Oh, absolutely. Oh. I'm one of... No, how could you reciprocate? You go forward, they know who you no, are, and you can't no. do anything. No, 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 There's no, no reciprocation. No, no, no. I love, I'm a handballer. I'm a, I'm a massive handballer. I, I prefer my mates to be happy, and then I'll, I'll have no trouble, but I'll give the handball off. So but there's, there's a lot of Pat Rafter in you. A lot of Pat Rafter. Yeah, there's so, no, no burning Tomic in me. No. There's no selfishness. So for, just for that reference, Pat Rafter... The greatest team player. You, you, you can work it out for yourself, folks. Pat Rafter was the greatest team player Ever. in the history of Australian nightclubs. That's all I'll say. Oh. That's it. That is you it. You can work it out. Even though he was a single sport person playing tennis. He was the greatest team man greatest ever. Greatest team man ever. 
All right, that'll do us. That'll, that'll do us. Up. That'll do us. Now back, we can join everyone. Back, everyone can join us back in. Back to normal programming. Uh, just while we are, can, can you speak freely about actually who was the best on ground in the AFL back in the 90s in a nightclub scene? Kind of silence up or down? That's up. Okay. So you got to you got to be actually right. you know, okay. got to feel comfortable talking. Well, about this. Yeah, actually, I've got one. I've got one. Yeah. And he was actually an opponent for many years. Yeah, a direct opponent played centre half back. Jackovic. No, and then became a teammate. Ah, oh. don't know. You got me. Nicknamed the horse. Oh, John Longmire. No, the other horse, Craig Ellis. Craig Ellis. Now, Craig Ellis is one of the most beautiful human beings you've ever met, and I mean. Yeah, physically, he's yeah. just a beautiful specimen of a man, <laughs> untouchable, <laughs> untouchable. And what about his story of late? Oh, the, is that the uh, triangle bikinis? Triangle bikinis now, now worth a hundred million, living in Monaco. Yeah, what? and did it all through Instagram. Yep, he and his partner. So Craig Ellis, hats off to you, the number one rooster that I had the pleasure of being a teammate and an opponent with. <laughs> And in the world of... That's amazing, isn't it? Oh, he was... To make millions and millions of dollars selling bikinis and... No, no, I was more impressed with his ability to pick up. (laughs) (laughs) He could look at girls and make them melt. Oh, really? He's an amazing-looking human being. Right, time to spin the wheel. It's uh, my turn. You're spinning the wheel. Here we go. Spin the wheel. All right, it is a short joke. Just a short joke. A short joke. You got a short joke. I, I do have. I, I do, we only put that topic on last week. Does that mean short in stature or no, no, no. in time? Well, you can tell a, you can tell a short joke or you can tell a small, a small I, I, lasting joke. I think midgets get too big a run with you and I, so let's just call it a short oh, joke. I think they only get a you little ready? run. You uh, ready? What's made of the leather and sounds like a sneeze? I don't know. What is, I don't know. A uh, shoe. Terrible, terrible I love it, that's a river Alright Oh, the shoe fits We'll catch you next time (laughs) (laughs) We should have a little midget joke thing up there as well at some stage You reckon jokes about midgets is a fertile joke? (laughs) (laughs) Let's get those complaints ready and there it is, another episode done. Uh, and who would have thought another midget joke? You are so predictable, boys. Couple of blokes, couple of beers with Oxford Marco. We will have another episode next Wednesday. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we would love it if you'd rate and review it. Every time you do that, it really helps, and we really appreciate it. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you'll always get the latest episode each Wednesday. And if you do like it, maybe share the podcast with one or two friends. Just send it to them on text or on WhatsApp or on socials or whatever it may be. It's really helpful. And if you see anything you think the boys should chat about, send us a message, maybe an audio message, and we'll get you on. Couple of Oaks, Couple of Beers executive producer is Dan Bradley at Kaizen Media. Sound design, Daryl Misson from loudzebra.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.